welcome to another episode of Lex Education. Science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, tries to learn science from her normal brother. It's coming out of a cannon, Ron! Hello, I'm Ron. I was doing a like if Pink Floyd had a circus bit there. Yeah, I tried to do some sound work there and fly across the microphone. Um, you're wonderful, Ron. Hello. Um, Hiya. Ha- how are you? I'm good, actually. I'm in a very good mood. Yeah? You yeah. had a busy day? We haven't texted much today. I always assume you're being a grown-up and doing your work on those days. Yeah, it's very busy at the moment. We've got a big product release coming out. It's supposed to come out on Monday for early adopters, but that's been pushed back to next week. So a lot of client um, expectation management for important stakeholders, um, but rollout's going on for <laughs> next week. So. It's coming out of my little brother. Wild! <laughs> I told uh, Will Duggan about the Great Flood of 1953, and that was my day. Mm. But I am about to drive to Kent, and then... Yeah. And you've got other stuff going on. Yeah, I'm busy. Um, Yeah. And I did the Now Show yesterday, Ron, so we might even have a new listener that's listening now who heard me on that radio. I saw that tweet that you did. Um, and I thought that they'd had the Lex Education thing on the BBC website. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, no, Laura's edited this. Yeah, I just thought I'll just superimpose our podcast <laughs> onto their Hugh Dennis's head. <laughs> and, um, oh well, that's what I've done now. Listen, I just think this podcast deserves more listeners. And there, it's I've said it. It's a fucking brilliant podcast. I think it is. I'd listen if I wasn't on it. Absolutely. Yes. So, hello everyone. And listen, top headline news this week is hello to all of the new patrons. We said last week if we hit 50 by Friday, we'd give you a new episode. We went over 50. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Because... It's very hard getting stuff like this off the ground and um, we're very grateful and we were just blown away all week by people joining up and we hope that you've loved the new episode where I tell you all about comedy and the science of laughter. I think it is by far, it's one of the best episodes that we've done in general. It's the best thing that we've put out on the Patreon. It's a great episode. Yeah, I'm really happy. I've, I loved the other ones. I loved learning about Mexico and I'm enjoying the Detentrons. I'm looking forward to releasing more of those. But um, I can't wait to record more of these. And um, yeah, I was really like half of the thing of going like, if we can hit 50 and put it out early was I just wanted it to go out early because I was proud of it. So Yeah. Oh, I desperately want to make more content. I'm sick of the GCSE. I want to do more of the fun stuff. No, Ron, I've got to pass this GCSE. I'm very invested now. So we did it. It's not too late if you want to join. We'll still love you, even if you didn't join last week, but you joined this week. Hey, jump on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Lex Education. Um, and, and as we get more and more people, it will go to being twice a month as yeah. standard. Then it will be go to being every week on the Patreon. We probably would stop at once a week. That's probably. a lot. I think daily. Nobody wants that. <laughs> 
I do just listen caning through GCSEs. <laughs> I listen to one podcast that does release three episodes a week. And um, they're only 15 minutes, though, like 15 to 20 mm. minutes. So you can kind of, they're really good for when I've got a drive where I've listened to a whole of one episode. And then what do I listen to for just 15 minutes, you know? Oh, this day in esoteric American political history or whatever it's called. Is that that HIV one you were listening to? No, that is called Fiasco um, by Leon Nafok. And um, that is really good. The first one of that, I listened to like eight episodes and it is an in-depth analysis of how Al Gore lost the 2000 election to George Bush due to Florida voting law. Mm. And like... I don't even know why I'm so interested in it, but it was fascinating and I loved it. And then, yeah, this new one is all about um, HIV beginning to present uh, and doctors not knowing and studying it in different theories and the people living with it and what the gay community had to do within their own community to fight back about the lack of media coverage of this awful plague. It's fascinating. So that's Well, they didn't cool. do anything, did they? Who? The media the, and stuff? The gays. Just It was all Diana, as far as I've heard. Yeah, I think so. Um, Diana and lots of saviours that were straight and white. That's probably yeah. who did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that, yeah, that's called Fiasco. It's really good. There's three episodes of it available normally on podcast apps, and then I think you have to be an Audible subscriber to listen to the rest of it. Which but I am. Helpfully, I am. So... There we go. I'm also listening, nice. just for balance, to show I don't listen to only hearty, clever stuff. I'm also listening to Bad Mormon, uh, Heather Gay of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's memoir. So <sighs> I've got it all going on. Anyway, we're going to get into the episode now, but I did want to say I hope you're recovering. You are a petulant fuck in this episode. It's really Whoa! hard listening. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> from I listened to the episode today so we could have a nice chat about it before and after. And I, was, I only got halfway through and I was furious. I think I was right. I listened back through to it and went, yeah, I'm explaining this so much better than Ron is. <laughs> right, maybe we'll do a poll. See, No, I don't want that for my This ego. is the podcast, though, where you genuinely discuss quitting the podcast. <laughs> This is that episode. You go like, I think I don't want to do this anymore. You like, say oh. that, but like last episode, we stopped recording halfway through because we were so angry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. After this interaction, we do have to record the rest of the episode that we had to abandon due to fury. <laughs> so that's coming up in your future. But for now, hope you're recovering to Becky, who just messaged us as she was trying to use episodes to recover from a surgery, but um, laughed so much she was worried about her stitches bursting. So listen. Listen, it's, it's a humble brag, hope you're okay. We also wanted to say, that's how funny we are. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Enjoy me being petulant, apparently. Hello, Ron. Hey, I'm in a learning mood. Wow. You're not going to be for long. Uh-oh. Why not? You text me and you said it's finally happening, and then you refused to tell me what was finally happening. Yeah, but we've got chat to do first. What chat? How are you doing? Yeah, fine. I was back um, in Taunton at the weekend. Yeah, but won't we talk about that on intros and outros for the week where this has actually happened in real life? Like, don't you want to talk about this in March? Yeah, but we're recording later on in the week and I think I won't care by then. Oh, all right. Yeah, tell me about it now then. No, How was it? It was nice. <laughs> Did you play with little baby Toby? Yeah, he's a cutie. He pissed on me. 
Oh, on you? <laughs> yeah, he was on my lap. Um, and he just started peeing, but he peed right on my crotch. So there was oh, like no. a, a good three or four seconds where I was literally just like, am I pissing? <laughs> God, that must be so weird to have someone else's piss on, on your pisser. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, that's cheeky. He's he's supposed to be better trained than that. Yeah, well, um, he did though. Um, we, I was only there for a weekend, um, and so you. Yeah, I, and he wanted to make sure you weren't staying long. Well, I wouldn't usually bring spare trousers, but then because I was only there for a weekend, I had space. I was like, well, I'll bring in a second pair of jeans. I'm 27, um, and luckily <laughs> I did because they got dog piss on the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, either you've got a super comfortable crotch and he just thought, I'm not moving, I'm not giving up this spot. <laughs> or he was like stepbrothersing you and trying to get you out the house. No, what happened was Dad and I were going to take him... Who's this curly-headed fuck? <laughs> Agony Dad and I were going to take him for a walk, but in about ten minutes when the, op- when the episode of Bridge of Lies we were watching finished. Um, and so he like poured at the door and wanted to go out and then Dad was like, you know, we'll go now in five, five ten minutes, we'll, 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 we'll do it then. Um, and then he pissed on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was entirely your guy's fault? Dad's fault, yeah. Okay. All right, fair. Boo! How are you doing, uh, more? I'm good. I was in Leicester at the weekend. Um, uh, previewing a new show and do you know what's annoying is that is the best a new show has ever gone for me and this is the one time I don't really have anything to do with this show (laughs) it's not going on (laughs) tour I'm not going to Edinburgh I don't really know why I've written it or what it's for but it's really good but what's it for? Whack it on the Patreon well I think that might be what I end up doing is just recording it and stick it out as a special and then it can just be something that got filmed and recorded but never went live that much. Just put it on a BBC or something. Yeah, I'll just call them. <laughs> Have you got any space on the uh, homepage? Well, if I do it with Next Up, I might be able to get it onto ITV. That's sort of good, isn't it? Or I'll stick it on our patron. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so it's good. I've got one more weekend. I'm going away tomorrow. For five days, and then that is it. That is the last of my chaotic being away for long chunks of time. It's been like five weekends in a row of being away, away, away. Yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to some normal gigging where it's just out and back in a day. Yeah, especially because like a lot of your friends live um, a more nine to five kind of life. So mm. if you're away at the weekends... Yeah, and it's just, I've I've not seen a lot of Tom and I've not been able to have much of a routine going and, like, just travel eating, it's never as good for you as eating vegetables and cooking at home and, you know, yeah, it's been very stressful. But not for much longer. No, one more weekend, Manchester this weekend, and then she's home. Woohoo! Right, you ready for some learning? Yeah, yeah, it's biology, isn't it? No, it's physics. Oh, oh fuck! Play that Is funky it? music, white boy, it's down to... No... Do you remember when we did down, and then the next week I said... We'll have to do that all again, because actually I accidentally did it a bit out of order. 
Oh, this is the table's got a mind of its own situation. It's down to. Oh, Pete. I hope I'm editing this one because I'm going to put in fun music. You're not editing this one. Can you put in fun music when I said play that funky music, white boy? I will put in uh, the death march. (laughs) Oh. Um, Well, my laptop's locked itself. Hold fine. We ease into the subject, though. Ugh. Forces, Laura, forces. Oh. We're going to need you to focus up. I'm focused. Yeah, but, like, pep it. Pep it. I don't want to pep, pep it, it because it's going to be really counterintuitive crap. I can pep feel it. it. Pep it. You're like a pep dispenser. <laughs> All right, well, say something that I can be pepped about then. Do you know what... No. That's not very peppy, Laura. And can you stop fiddling <laughs> with your gel pens when we record? There I was... even brought them downstairs with me. There was one episode recently where you were just making a racket <laughs> the whole time. I'm recording downstairs because Tom's away and I wanted to keep Mackie company and um, and I thought, do you know, I'm bringing the gel pens. Good for you and I'm happy. I am, as you know, I'm supportive of your gel pens because I think that you need colours and fun wussy bits to pay attention and that's fine by me. But just stop shaking the mug. Fine. Now, pep it! Pep. Pep it. Just teach me something, then you fuck. Do you know what the difference between scalar and vector quantities are, Laura? And you do know this. Hmm, I don't think I do. You do know this. Uh, scalar. Start the other end. Vector. Yeah. Is to do with the wind. No. Vector. Yeah. Time and space no. and forces. What is that one quote that you fucking know. say every no, single time? No, I don't say it. I just say the word vector and then you say the rest of it and then say, and it sticks in my brain because that is actually what a vector is. I don't say that last bit. You did I've never last s- time. No, I didn't. You're you a, did. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Calumny. <laughs> Vector Space plus menstruation equals force No So vector and scalar, they are types of quantity You know what a quantity is? Uh, Yes Good, then we won't clarify What did you say? Vector equals what? I haven't said it yet So they are types of quantity I am... Amounts of things. A scalar quantity has no direction. A vector quantity does. Shitting hell. What does that even mean? No direction. So, for example... That's what they were after Zane left. Wow. Should we talk about Wordle again? (laughs) (laughs) Because... Goodness me. I can't believe that. I'm livid. So here's an example of the difference. Uh, actually, well, I mean, I was going to try and get you to work it out. How can you be a quantity without a direction? 
That's just word soup. Do you want to give it a go? No. Okay. Um, so, for example, a car having has a speed it's travelling at, right? Unless it's on the M25. <laughs> she, you perked up so much to me. <laughs> I just wanted to tell my jokes back to my sock. Um, so let's say a car is driving from Brighton to Taunton. Okay. The speed that the car is going at any one point is a scalar quantity, right? Because... Like, you don't drive in a straight line from Brighton to Taunton, do you? You drive along roads. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Let's get some pens. What? A car... <laughs> ...is driving from Brighton to Taunton. OK, let me draw a car. very good drawing of a car, but I don't think any of us thought it would be. No, you're not a talented artist. <laughs> Get your hands off my tail and make it dirty. Oh, it's massive as well. OK, it's going that way. So, you, a car is driving from Brighton to Taunton. It doesn't drive in a straight line, does it? Mm, I mean, it does for certain amounts of time. But it does not drive in a straight line from Brighton to Taunton. Not without pissing off a few farmers. I'll give you that. Yes. We can agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What the fuck has this got to do with science? I'm building up to it. <laughs> you always expect these things to be delivered in really pithy just nuggets. Where sometimes, and I know that your problem is that we are building this on a house of slop, but... <laughs> Sometimes you do just have to accept one brick, put that in the wall, and then we'll put another one in after. But you can't say that one of the bricks is that there's no straight road between Brighton and I can, and I have to, when the person I'm handing the bricks to goes, oh, well, actually, you do for some of it. Yeah, but... So this means that that's a Scala, but it's not a Scala if you're driving on the M1. Let me finish, okay? So... You're driving from Brighton to Taunton. You're You've said that so many times. Because you keep interrupting me. <laughs> At any point during that journey, the car has a speed, okay? Mm-hmm. But the car, because as we've agreed as mates, we're not driving in a straight line from Brighton to Taunton, that speed is going in different directions, right? Sure. This you have to be able to get this. What is there to get? That it's as the speed of the car is a scalar quantity because it's not tied to the direction that the car is going. <laughs> that is nothing. <laughs> it is tied to the direction the car's going. Not relative to the journey that the car is taking on. Whereas a vector quantity would be about the speed that the car is going from Taunton, uh, from Brighton to Taunton, in that straight line. Ron, I love you so much, but 
you have just sort of told me a story about a mouse full of porridge, but it's not full of porridge if the mouse has an umbrella in its hand. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this information. Okay, so how far as the crow flies do you reckon it is from Brighton to Taunton? Hmm. 200 miles? No. 150 miles? 110 miles. 110 miles, correct. Let's Google that and find out. I'm going to agree to these cookies. Oh, 130 miles. Right, 130 miles. Is that as the crow flies or is that along the roads? That's as the crow flies. Cool beans. Okay, and what, it takes you like three and a half hours to drive from Brighton to Taunton? Sure does, Sonny Jim. Okay, so... The vector quantity, vector. The vector quantity speed that has both um, speed and uh, magnitude and direction. Magnitude would be 130 miles. Hello, Mackie. Every time. <laughs> Hello, baby girl. She's bringing me a toy. I'm sorry, Ron. This is so boring. <laughs> to listen to any of it. <laughs> Ron! Ron, come back. Mackie, you've upset Ron now. Come and say sorry. Come here. Come on. Don't get the dog involved. Say sorry to Ron. Ron, she says sorry. So it's 130 miles, right? Oh, fucking hell. What does it do, though, this vector? It's 130 miles. It takes you three and a half hours to get there. Yeah. So the vector speed, the vector quantity, would be 37 miles per hour that you've travelled. Okay? Okay. But the scalar speed was whatever speed the car was travelling at along that direction, which is probably, for most of it, a lot more than 37, because you go down the motorway. Right. Do you understand the difference between scalar and vector? Are you no. trying? What? Isn't one of them just the average and one of them's what you're actually... One has at? direction. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're shouting you're at me. You're just playing with your fucking you... dog. I'm not playing with her. She's just sitting on my lap. What do you mean it's got a direction? Because one is relative to the journey. It has a direction. It's going from Brighton to Taunton. The other one, it is it is irrelevant where the car is or what it's doing or what direction it's going in. Right? What? Yeah. That's the difference between us. It's just the two different things. Yes, they're two different types of quantity. I just don't think it's got a direction is the best way to describe it. That's the average one. Average what? Speed. Yeah, but if you were going from Brighton to somewhere else that was 130 miles away, that was in a different direction, it would be a different vector, even if it was 37 miles per hour still. What do you say? What? Get up your thing when you were measuring the distance between two places. I never shut it down. I was going to play with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Find somewhere else that's 130 miles away from Brighton. How do I do that? 
play I don't know how you did it the first time. I just typed in Brighton and Taunton and then it oh, told I me how you... far away they were from each other. Okay, sorry. Oh, hang on. I might be able to popular map tools. Radius around a point on a map. Thank you, freemaptools.com. I'm feeling dejected and sad. You knew that this was going to be this. You're talking a load of bollocks. Yeah, but I'm still the one that has to do it. Oh, God, I'm in Algeria. Meet Morp. Mm, can I share my screen? Yes, I can. Here you go, Ron. Here's my screen. Whoops, zoomed out too far. Okay. Oh, stop sulking, you little witch. Just leaning in because I'm on my phone and it's small. Okay, so. Wow, I could get to Normandy. Yeah, so, okay, so this, what this illustrates, so Brighton to Taunton. It's bloody far, mate. Yeah, Brighton to Taunton, 130 miles, yeah? That is a vector quantity because it has a direction. Brighton to Normandy is a different direction. So if you, even if you drove there in the same time and therefore had the same speed, the vector quantity is different, right? <laughs> what, what is a vector? It's a quantity that has both magnitude and direction. I don't know what you're talking about, Ron. It has an amount <laughs> and a direction. That's it. A scalar just has an amount. <laughs> All right, lovely. We're not moving on. We're not, we're not fucking mean, moving on, mate. I don't know how we could move on. I don't even know what we're on. Quantities. I don't, know, I don't know what this is for. What I'm, I don't understand what you want me to do with, oh, a car isn't always going straight. Just get it. It's easy. <laughs> fucking what? The, what is a scalar quantity? The time it took to go there. See, no, it's not. <laughs> it just doesn't have a direction. What's Fucking a... what do you mean? Because the car is always going in a direction. But its speed is not tied to that. Well, it kind of is. It's going no, in that direction no, it's that not. quickly. You're driving from Brighton to fucking Taunton, right? Yes, Ron. Okay, the speed of which, the vector speed of which you're going from Brighton to Taunton is just equal to the time it took you to get there over the distance. That's just the average speed. No, it's not. Because, but it's, no, it's, it's not the, no, 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 no. the time it took to go there. Yeah, but that's not the average speed because you haven't actually driven 130 miles, have you? You've driven further than that because you've been down long and winding roads. The long and winding road. So it's not the average speed, is that it? That leads to your door. But this is a nothing, isn't it? No, it's not. Right, you calm down. I need to let the dog out. <coughs> Bloody won't. No, don't run away. I'm gonna seethe. Good girl. Go on, then. It's the measurement of a thing that didn't happen 
for not really any reason. No, because this is what we call an example. It was supposed to help. <laughs> it hasn't. No. But I don't Rector. really understand how I can make it more simple than that. It's just a nothing, though. That isn't helpful ever. It's like, you didn't. And this is the amount of a thing that you didn't do. Well, like, because you're saying, oh, you, as the crow flies, it's 130 miles and it took you three and a half hours to get there. But like you say, you didn't drive 130 miles. You drove 180 or whatever it would be. So 37 and a half miles an hour is... (laughs) That's the vector quantity. Is a speed it didn't take, you didn't drive at to do a route you didn't drive. Yeah, it's the vector, because you've moved from one point to another at that speed. But you didn't. You effectively did. That's where you started, and that's where you've gone, and that's how long it took. So you've moved from there to there. Yeah, it's just not, it doesn't mean anything, because you didn't Well, no, because again, Laura, nobody's driven from Brighton to Taunton right now. This is just an (laughs) example. Like, nobody's going to die based off... uh, I'm just trying to explain this to you. But But you're rejecting it for some reason. Why wouldn't you just look at the route you did do and how quickly you did that in? Because it's not about the route, mate. It's not about (laughs) Brighton to Taunton. But it is in terms of practical things that are helpful. No, because just another example would be five miles an hour as a scalar, five miles an hour northwest northwesterly is a vector it has magnitude and direction (laughs) do you get that sure i just don't think we really need to call them a vector or a scalar that's just a speed with a direction but what's but they but what's wrong with having the word for it well it's just never come up it's never been necessary no but you don't really do engineering or anything no or maths no. No. So why do I need to know this? Because we're doing a podcast where we're learning GCSE. Well, and I'm not well, going to have any of this, this oh, bit. we'll always have a calculator in our pockets bullshit because I don't care. Scrub this from the curriculum. I'm telling you, I've been 20 years in the wild doing more than the average driving around and I've never given a shit about how fast I didn't drive a route I didn't Well, take. then we can just stop the podcast because none of this has you needed because you haven't known any of it and you haven't retained <laughs> any of it. So yeah. we can just stop if you want. We have okay. fans. I think arguably now we could just change the format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, we're doing this. Do you want to know how many notes we've gone through? How much? Two lines. Yeah, I've drawn a picture of a little red car and written the same thing twice, but I've changed the spelling of scalar halfway through. As useful as you think it might be, do you understand the difference between them? Sure. But, but no, yes or no? Not, not sure, please talk about something I else. I understand it in the same way that you would understand that, like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are two slightly different people that you have no interest in getting to know, but you understand that they're different people and anybody that cares knows the difference between them. That kind of a understanding. Yeah, but how about (laughs) 
Rather than rejecting some knowledge... I'm not rejecting you... it, Ron. I've written it down. Laura, no, I've explained Laura, it back no, to you. Laura, no, I'm telling Laura, you. No, Laura, no. It's just Laura, fucking no. shit. Laura, no. You are rejecting it. I know, I'm not Laura, rejecting no, it. Laura, no. Ron, no, Ron, no. Here we I know you. And I know that this won't stay in your brain. I've written it down twice, you fuck. <laughs> that's not in your brain. It's in my book, and that's as close to the brain as things get. Yes, I this know. It's like my receptionist. But it's frustrating for you to be like, oh, this doesn't matter, when it's the first thing in the subject, because we're going to learn more. So we will build on this. It just leads me to believe the entire episode is pointless. <laughs> if this is the foundations of what we're learning... Well, I can't see any of what we're learning being useful today. All right, let's just bash through it then. Um, a vector quantity may be represented by an arrow. The length of the arrow represents the magnitude and the direction of the arrow. Right, the and direction of the sounds vector like something quantity. I can draw. Can you... Don't be a prat about it. 6.5.1.2. Run! Contact right, and non-contact forces. I will stop doing a the podcast with you. A force is a And then uh, you have to go laptops. back to your stupid, crappy little life. All right, go back to National Treasures, mate. Maybe I will. A force is a push or pull that acts on an object due to the interaction with another object. Well, you keep saying it's pointless. So let's just. Your job is to infuse me. I tried really hard, but then when I tried to give you an illustrative example to help you learn, you just said, well, this hasn't happened. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I can't cope with things that haven't actually got a reason. But that's why I used a drive from Brighton to Taunton because you've (laughs) done that before. Yeah, exactly, which is how I know I've never driven 130 miles and done it. Right, what's the next bit? Were you chatting about arrows? Contact and non-contact. Uh, the arrows thing, don't worry about it. Contact... Why did you say it? No, I well, because it is part are. of the syllabus, but it's about vectors and scalars, and I'm done with that subject now. Hmm. Contact and non-contact forces, OK? Right, like rugby. A force is a push or a pull that acts on an object. Oh, fuck me, my butthole just tightened. You hear Mackie in the background? Push me, pull you. What did you say there? I've written down contact and non-contact forces. Yeah, that's the heading. Mm-hmm. A force is a push or a pull that acts on an object due to an interaction with another object. Mm-hmm. Can you work out the difference between a contact force and a non-contact force? One... Has lots of contacts, maybe in his phone, maybe in a Rolodex, maybe just people he nods to on the street. And the other one is a lonely little force, doesn't know anyone, can't make eye contact, sits alone and cries. Another little musical number for the Book of Moron. I didn't really get the content of it, though. There's a contact and a non-contact force. No, I understood the gist. One had lots of contacts, maybe in his phone, or maybe in a Rolodex. Okay. 
And the other one didn't have any contacts, just was very lonely for us. It was very good. Thank you. Difference between a contact and a non-contact force? Yeah, one makes contact, the other one doesn't. Explain it a little bit, if you can. Oh, fucking, what do you mean, explain it? All right, I'll just read it out. No, can you behave? You are being really churlish. (laughs) I'm not. You are. You're ruining the episode. I'm be not. be a good boy. Well, it's just good you to be nice. I'm doing my bit. And I'm try. arguing and singing, and you, I am. Because this always happens when we do these subjects. I don't give a shit about this either. You have to. That's your role. But but let's not make it into this thing where I'm forcing you to do this. But you are. I'm not. The syllabus is. Why can't we just work together against the syllabus? I was. I just sang you a whole song. And I said it was nice. And then you went, Now tell me the difference between a contract and a non-contract. All right. Can you add a little bit more information, Laura, so that we can explain it a bit better? Rather than using the word that... don't you think... Do you you not think think it's churlish? Do you not think it's churlish for me to say, what do you think the difference between a contact and a non-contact force is? And for you to say, one makes contact and the other one doesn't? Do you not think that's churlish as well? Well, I don't know what other fucking words to use, Ron, because probably in a minute I'll say, like, oh, one's touching, and you'll go, well, actually, all of space is in between all of atoms, so they're not actually touching, but it's considered a touch-contact force movement if... This happens. Is that what you think I do? Yeah, every time. (laughs) And then you explain something and you go, have you got that now? Is that in? I know that your brain is a ratatouille of (laughs) rotten courgettes, but but has that slightly gone in? And then I'll say yes, and then you go, right, now let me tell you the exception to that rule. And by the way, it's everything. No, so a contact force, the objects are physically touching. And a non-contact force, they're not. I feel like we could have got there 20 minutes ago if you hadn't behaved like such a Yeah, it's all my fault. I'm yeah, a problem. Is. <laughs> Force is a vector quantity. Oh, hang on a minute. Oppo world. Doesn't matter, though. No point learning that. Force is a vector quantity. So what does that mean in real terms? What does that mean? Um, force has a direction. It always has a direction. So you can't yeah. just... So do you remember what force is measured in? Kelvins. Nope. Newtons. Newtons, yeah. So you can't just... Something can't just be or have a hundred newtons right it has to exert a hundred newtons in a direction it's a vector not scalar right okay yeah okay (laughs) but does that make sense do you want me to explain it again or do you have any questions about that does does that work for you It's a sentence I've heard and can repeat in the future. Okay, so no, it hasn't worked. What do you mean it hasn't worked? Because you've not understood it. I don't know if I've understood it. 
But like, so for example, an object can be 100 degrees hot. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. Is that not? Is the hot not a direction? No, it's not. Oh. It's a temperature. But it's up the scale. But it's not a hundred degrees centigrade north, is it? God, you are so fucking rude today. <laughs> but it's kind of north, if you think of the up the thermometer as north. Nonsense land. Yes, it's north, <laughs> but that's not. Do where... you think of up and down as north and south? The sky is in the north. Well, I do. On a map, yeah. Yeah. But you understand that a temperature doesn't have a direction. Yes. Okay. Um, so it would be like... Like, Mackie weighs five kilos. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But if she runs into a wall with some Newtons... She's not just running in with 10 newtons. She's running like it's 10 newtons left. Well... Four newtons east, that kind of thing. So for... Oh, that sounds like a book that would do really well for a couple of years. Four newtons east. And then everybody would then start writing opinion pieces on how actually it was a very problematic book. Well, so Mackie weighs five kilograms. Yeah. She weighs five kilograms no matter where she is or what she's doing. Or where she's running. Yeah. Okay? So, if she is running, or if she's accelerating, she is there's a she is exerting force forwards. The the force if if you measured that force the other way, it would be a negative because the force is going that way. If that makes sense. No. Okay. I've gone too far. <laughs> I've gone too far. Uh, but backtrack. You... I got distracted thinking in my brain about some other science then. But you understand she weighs five kilograms everywhere, so that's scalar. But the force is only going in one direction, so that's vector. Vector! Yeah? Yeah. I was doing a podcast the other day with Dara O'Brien, and um, Dara's said he would like to come on the podcast at some point. We're going to do a substitute teacher episode where Dara's going to come on and tell us about space. And uh, I was telling him about the detentrons that we've done, about fire and glass and some of the other stuff. And then we started talking about this really interesting thing that was like, you know when you lose weight as a body, like if you say, oh, I lost a pound this week or Mackie lost a kilo, etc. Mm. Where and how does that weight come out? <laughs> like, and apparently a lot of it is um, breathing out extra carbon. Yeah, because um, yeah, you break stuff down and you breathe out carbon dioxide. That's where that comes yeah. from. Yeah, so you're you're not like pooping out the weight you're losing; you're breathing it out. Well, yeah, no, um, and you know that's uh, trees are made out of air as well. Yeah, that's all just carbon they've collected from the air. So, like, if you've lost weight and a tree near you's got leaves, you're like, oh, that used to be my butt. <laughs> you're Wilkes. <laughs> Okay, um, you get that force is a vector? And you vector! But, and do you understand why? Yeah, sure. Explain it to me. It's got to go in a direction. Force always goes as the crow flies. No. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does, though, Contact it? and non-contact forces. Can you think of any examples of contact forces? 
Um, no, but I've thought of a non-contact one, magnets. Yes, that is a non-contact force. Bizarre that your brain went there before a contact force, but fine. Well, because you said a contact force and I went, magnets, and then I thought, no. <laughs> Can you think of any other forces? So just think of any other forces and we'll categorise them. Um, police, space. <laughs> like a fake horse. <laughs> that might be a force. <laughs> You put my food in. I don't know what you mean, like hitting? Is that one? Yeah, is that a contact force or a non contact force? Fontact. Fontact. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start speaking Swedish? I got confused with my words. I still to give up fake horses. <laughs> Any others? Pushing. Kind of the same as hitting, isn't it? But just a bit slower. <laughs> no, not according to Laban. Don't know what Laban is. Laban was like a choreographer guy that defined all of the different movements you could do. So like a push is different to a flick, is different to a float or a waft. And you're happy like... to learn that. Oh, no, but I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was okay. absolute bullshit and ended up doing stand-up comedy, which was slightly less toe Did you ever want to be a dancer? No. Oh, okay. God, no. Yeah, I hate dancing. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, I'm slightly deluded in thinking that comedy is going to make me enough money to retire on, but dancing, I'd already <laughs> be dead in a ditch. Worth. No, it was a lot of when you do drama as a subject, because I wasn't allowed to go to drama school or, like, do actor training, so I had to do drama degree and drama a-level and stuff. A lot of it's, like, performance studies and studies of movement and... Like, not just be an actor. Yeah. Everyone get as small as you can. Yeah, not my bag at all, hence ending up doing stand-up comedy and really trying to disassociate my brain from my body as much as possible. Yeah, I think there's a reason why successful actors are all wankers. Yeah. Hard agree. Um, anywho, um, right, I'll, how about this? I'll rattle off some forces. You tell me if they're contact or non-contact. Okay. Uh, friction. Contact. Yep. Um, electrostatic. Probably non-contact. It is. Air resistance. Mm, contact. It is. You've got to touch the air. Gravity. Non-contact. Non-contact. Tension. Sexual or otherwise? Otherwise. Contact. Is indeed. Good job, Laura. Pat yourself on the back. Students should be able to describe the interaction between pairs of objects which produce a force on each other. The forces to be represented as vectors. Vector! <clears throat> okay? So. Sure. 
Well, yeah, we're going to do some. All right, yeah. All right. Hang on, let me get my sheet up. Let me get my sheet together. Okay, right. A ball is rolling down a hill. Oh, fucking hell. What forces are acting upon it? Piss off. I can't go here again, Ron. We've done this. Yep, we're doing it again. Why? Because it's in the syllabus. Again, though? No, remember we did it at the wrong time last time. Yeah, but so what? We've still done it. No, we're doing it again. Everybody just go back and replay that episode. You didn't learn it then either. I fucking did. What forces are acting on a ball rolling down a hill? Down. Gravity. Friction. Air resistance. Ball. Roundedness. Who kicked it? (laughs) All of those. you do it again less flippantly? No, because if I have to engage, I'm going to get sad. <laughs> you have to engage. <laughs> you have to engage. Didn't I say Gravity that? was right. Yes. Air resistance, correct. But can you draw this? Can you draw a ball on a hill, please, and represent these forces <laughs> as vectors? Ron, we've done this and it went so badly can last Can you draw time. a ball on a hill, please, oh, and represent the forces as vectors? <sighs> Ron, stop! I was just trying to increase the pressure. There's my ball. There's my ball. Who's that ball? It's Jeff. Jeff the ball. New ball. New balls, please. <laughs> There's something there. Okay. Show me. Alright. What's that arrow coming down the hill at the ball? That's who kicked it. <laughs> it's but going that way. Remember from last time, all of the forces acting upon the ball, they come out of the ball, like you've drawn the other two. Well, I couldn't do that with the how it's going down the hill one. Yeah, but as we know, because we've done this before, um, the 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 person kicking it down the hill, not that I said that happened, the person kicking it down the hill, as soon as they finish kicking it, they've imparted all of their energy to it, haven't they? So Hopefully not all of their energy. Imagine if kicking a ball used the last of your strength and then you just died at the top of the hill. <laughs> That'll happen to you one day, <laughs> Mackie. <laughs> And then the seagulls will feast. So, yeah, so the kicking of the ball is not acting upon the ball anymore. What does the ball have that is then pulling it down the hill? Momentum. Yeah, so that force would be coming out of the ball, wouldn't it? Right, okay, I'll move that arrow. (sighs) Now, there's quite a big one that you're missing, isn't there, Laura? Is there? Yeah, because if you made the resultant force of all of those arrows that you've drawn there, the ball would be falling through the hill, wouldn't it? 
Oh, fucking hell. This is your piece of crap about the hill pushing. There's a contact force from the hill pushing it perpendicular to the hill, isn't there? There you go. Say it. The hill is a little pushing hand pushing the ball into the sky. Thank you. Top marks. All right, next one. A pendulum swinging. Oh, no. I won't. I won't talk to you about pendulum swinging. Why not? Fucking pendulums. Pendulum swinging. Oh, my God. Don't go back in your notes. Just work it out. I'm looking. Just work it out. You work it out. I can and I have and I'm always. Um, some gravity. <laughs> I don't know how to make it swing, Ron. I think it's just gravity. But if... <laughs> hold, hold your paper up a little bit. But if it was just gravity... It can't swing, I don't think. <laughs> Why not? Because of the laws of physics. But if it was just gravity, that ball would be falling, wouldn't it? OK, so the string is pulling. Yep, that's tension force, isn't it? The string's pulling upwards. Sure, why not? Vector! OK, and then... Remember that chat that we just had about... The forces acting on the ball going down the hill. About energy imparted to the ball. And then something that the ball had. Momentum. Momentum. There you go. Arrows going both ways? Is momentum in both ways? Yeah. Is it? No. Uh, no. This, we're, we're doing this at yeah. one point in time. Oh. Just one way. Can something have momentum in two directions? Yes. How? Um, For example, my career is chasing the toilet, but intermittently looking very healthy. Yeah, so when it's looking healthy, it doesn't have momentum for the toilet anymore. It does overall. Do you know what you're talking about here, Laura? Fucking scalars and vectors. Yeah. (laughs) You get it now. Right. Why didn't you just use a concrete example like my career? <laughs> That's good. Last one. That's correct. Well done. Let's just stop now then. Last one. An aeroplane at a stable altitude and speed. I don't know about aeroplanes. I don't trust them. What forces are acting upon the aeroplane? Birds sometimes. They get in the engines. Are birds a contact really force or a not I listen to a really force. interesting podcast about a woman who oh. is very good at analysing bird bones and feathers and stuff and now she, she works at the Smithsonian and she helps solve a lot of crimes by being really good at identifying bird feathers and bones. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Aeroplane in the sky. What forces why, are acting upon it? Oh, why, I see our sign. Um, let's try and draw an aeroplane. I'm quite bad at drawing. Maybe draw a Spitfire or, um, hmm. like... No, I've got confused with a shark. <laughs> Have you given it a dorsal fin? 
anything on the top. No, I don't. <laughs> on the on the tail, do they have a little up spike on the tail? Yeah, sometimes. I yeah, think, yeah I think so. Confused with that and put it in the middle. Anyway. All right, what forces are acting on that aeroplane, eh? Oh, no, Ron. Gravity? Yep. Momentum? Yep. The wind? Doing what? What's the wind doing? The wind isn't a force. <laughs> what's, what's happening? Let's speak in terms of forces. Air resistance? Yep, that's a force. What that's else? all of them. Is it? Then why isn't it tumbling out of the sky? Because of the engine. No, because of the... Momentum. No. What makes aeroplanes fly, Laura? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no idea. what the do aeroplanes have in common with birds? Wings? Yeah, it's the wings. But they don't flap them. No, they generate lift. That seems like a lie. No, it, they generate lift, and that's an upward force. Draw that on your, on your thing. Now, I've told you that the aeroplane is moving at a constant speed and at a constant altitude. So all of these vectors that you've drawn out of it should be... Equal. Equal, yes. Well done. Do you know how an aeroplane's wings work, Laura? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> How long have we been recording? Years. Um, fifty-three minutes. Happy days. Is that enough now? Yeah, please. I can't believe you made me do that again. More to That's come. That's the though, roughest episode we've had in a while. Yeah. <sighs> Everyone's going to back you up I just get abused on Twitter for a few days Yeah Well you deserve it You've been a piece of shit this episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you feel the quiz? Sure. Do you want to stop doing the podcast one? I think I might <laughs> Cut all my fingers off and throw them at you if you <laughs> make me keep doing this. That's fine. I'm gonna kill your donkey. But do you know what? You you do know that he was the bad guy in that film. He wasn't the bad guy. He was just yes, a sensible was. man that wanted to he be was left just alone. Rude and horrible for no reason. Why should he have to hang out with Colin Farrell? Just move away then. Nowhere to go. You can't just rip someone's life apart and give them no real he gave concrete them a explanation. Reason. He gave him a reason. You don't throw your fingers at people, ever. He said sorry about the donkey. He's madman. He was the hero of that tale. Right, well, you are a broken <laughs> individual. <laughs> Watch out, Judith. He'll be choking you to death on his little porkers. I want safety danced away from a friend. Never spoke to him again. Ron, that's not okay. Well, thanks for listening to what might be. It's the end of the podcast forever. I'll see if I get a finger in the post before next week. 
It's quizzing time. Episode 40. Episode 40, down to Electric Boogaloo. Worth. You ready, Laura? Um, well, I was just thinking to myself, I've slightly cheated because I managed to get time to edit this episode in the week between doing it and doing the quiz. So I was thinking that's some extra revision. Um, but then when you just said it's the quiz for down to Electric Boogaloo, I went, oh, yeah, that's what episode it was. <laughs> So <laughs> that was rapid because we only did it two days ago. Yeah, I've got big stuff coming up, so I'm trying to get ahead of the game. Yes. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. This quiz is out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh yeah, my error. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen marks. This is a lot of marks, Ron. Mm-hmm. I'm really but, struggling today because I'm sitting opposite a mirror, so I feel like a budgie. <laughs> I sure. keep looking at myself. Yeah, you look like you're in the dullest room. Oh, I am. This picture on the wall is on every single travel lodge wall ever. That looks like someone made some other art and used that to protect the floor. Oh, there's a little Mac Mac is dead in the bed. <laughs> she does look a bit dead. She, she is a just asleep corpsy. though. She's really cross because it's cold and we drove to Manchester yesterday and she hates trams. She's so angry every time a tram goes past. She, like, loses her mind barking at them. Oh, why? Did she do the same with trains? Yeah, I think so. She does do it on the underground. Uh. And lorries and any cars that she deems to be going too fast. She's fine with cars going under 20 miles an hour, but any faster than that she gets really furious. Yeah, and I guess just and people and other dogs and no, she nutrients other dogs. and happiness. She doesn't bark at other dogs. What's the anyway. difference between a scalar and a vector, Laura? Um, a vector has a direction, apparently. And a scalar is just... Um, a speed. No... A quantity. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you can have that, Mark. Yes, I fucking can. I got it right. Well, no, you didn't first time. <sighs> Are the following scalars or vectors? Centigrade. Mm, scalar. Kelvin. Scalar. 25 metres. Scalar. <laughs> West. Scalar? No, it's... Slash none of them? Yes. Yeah, That's none of them. It's just well, the it direction. because it's a quantity of degrees. No. no yeah. It's just a... It's a quantity of magnetism. No, it's just a direction. <laughs> it depends how you think about things. Um, force. What do you mean, force? Force, like Newton's. Oh, uh, well, vector. It is a vector. Decibels. Uh, scalar. Yep. 25 metres up. <laughs> vector. 100 miles an hour south. Vector. 100 kilometres per hour. Scalar. I think you got all of those right. Yes! It did go in somehow. 
Yeah. I'm very smart, Ron. Laura, can you name three contact forces? Contact forces? Yeah. Pushing? Yep. Pulling? Was the proper word for pulling? (laughs) Snogging. (laughs) Uh, what? Tugging? (laughs) What do you mean the proper word for pulling? What type of force is that if you're pulling something? Like if you tension? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So pushing, tension, and friction. Yes. Another three marks, Laura. Yes. Can you name three non-contact forces? Gravity, magnets, and electrostatic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why why the I mean? No, nothing. You've done it. Well done. Yes! Maybe we need to be angry in all the episodes, because that's really gone in. Yeah. I'm a very smart lady. Yeah. She's the smartest lady, Allah, Allah, that you've ever seen. I'm not sure it's Allah, Allah. (laughs) (laughs) Is it not? I thought it was just a noise. Awa, awa. Yeah, that's probably more like it. <laughs> you can really sing any noises you like. Yeah, but if you're singing a la la, it sounds. Like... Oh, did it sound a bit religious? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've just decided to join a mainstream organised religion. Yeah, you know me. Always looking for something to do. Mm, I think when you're old, you should just start going to church. No, I wasted my childhood doing that. I'm not doing it with my elderly years either. I'm going to go the other way and just get massively into, like, rebellious drug subculture. (laughs) Which one? Um, some heroin. Heroin? Wow. (laughs) Well, Tom and I have talked about this a lot, that when we're old, we we, we think we might, because at a point where you're just sitting in a chair waiting for Pointless to come on anyway, you might as well just be having the best time. Maybe you should go for something that's A, cheaper, and B, won't give you horrendous withdrawal symptoms. But one... What withdrawal symptoms? I'm just going to do it until I die. I'm waiting in Oh, so this is a suicide? Well... Once I'm in a care home and I'm on my way out anyway, why not? I bet heroin's cheaper than paying for private care homes. I guess it depends how long you last. No withdrawal, because my withdrawal will be death, so who cares? <laughs> like, crack on. Bleak. It's not bleak. If I'm going to be sat about just sort of Laura, you staring at the walls say. anyway... Yeah, bleak! I might as well be having a brilliant time You can't in my say head. my withdrawal will be death <laughs> and then claim that that's not bleak. Well, it's only bleak if you think about all old age as bleak. Which it is, unless you're very wealthy. Yeah, which I won't be, because this is my pension. <laughs> So, well, sign up for the Patreon, everybody. Pay for Laura's future drug habit, why don't you? I might as well uh, die now. Um, Hey, wonderful. Uh, Maybe I'll be a physics professor in the next couple of years and, and we'll have some of that sweet, sweet Brian Cox money. 
That would be nice. Maybe we'll get on BBC Sounds. Why do you want to be on BBC Sounds? I feel like that's the second time you've said that. Because that's where the big podcasts are, aren't they? BBC ones. Yeah. Imagine if we were on I the I think BBC. the biggest podcasts in the world are just done by other um, indie, well, or things like Snog Marry Avoid or Shag Marry Avoid, whatever it's called, and Joe Rogan. They're not BBC. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe we should just having start having right-wing reactionaries on the podcast. Let's just become right-wing reactionaries. I, yeah. All right. Next week. Yeah. Next week, instead of, um, <laughs> instead of, well, no, we'll do biology and I'll just explain to you how our skulls are superior to other skulls. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And some of it will go in, but not all of it, because after all, I am a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then when we do the quiz, doesn't really matter what you say, I'll say yes anyway and we'll tweet it out as yeah. fact. Yeah, love it. All right, well, I look forward to that. See you next week. Same. Yeah, not petulant in any way there, Ron. Just right. Just Insufferable. You are. I agree. Oh, these fucking little house flies. Driving crazy. When, um, when the weather goes north of 10 degrees laura's house becomes swarmed with cartoon flies it's so it doesn't even have to be above 10 degrees i've been here all winter i can't wait to open the window so they go away uh, it's apparently because don't, i don't water my plants properly you guys don't get to see the videos that we record of us but laura is surrounded by cartoon sting clients <laughs> That's why I don't release them. One day I'll get the time to edit them and release them. Or join the Patreon and then we can afford a producer. Either way, you do you. Listen, titles for last week. Um, we called it Cheese Pipe of a Man. Um, the other titles, no one guessed a correct one. It's our first week where no one's got one at all. Yeah, there there were only three that you could have got. I think the closest one people got, uh, people were saying stuff about seesaws. One of the options was seesaws don't wear hats. Yep. Um, but nobody said that. Or nobody really linked the seesaws and the hats. I'll poop your pants too. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did say something about sending pants. I'll send you some pants. Yeah, no, we found I'll the build poop up your to pants it. too. Much funnier. Um, and then don't say you know, which is, um, I feel like that's more of like an old school Lex yeah. Education name for an episode. That's the sort of thing that we'd have called like episode five. I'm so happy that we've been doing this long enough now that there are old school references we can go back to. Yeah. Um, but honourable mention to the people who wanted I know when it's a cheese poo and those were my lunch hoops because those are also <laughs> objectively very funny. Just to let you guys know, we very, very rarely have titles from the intro-outro. So yeah, it is usually from the middle but content. Actually, never because it's yeah, always the in the... Beforehand. It's always in the yeah. lunch meat. It's all... Yeah, it's all sometimes the mayo. Um, we also we mentioned in this episode about lovely Dara O'Brien agreeing to come on the show to tell us about space. So we think we're going to do that for our special anniversary episode. Um, and so are there any other science comedy people you'd like us to try and get on the podcast? Like, be reasonable, bearing in mind, you know, we don't have any money and um, we've got to be able to contact them. But who would you like on the podcast? We'll see if we can do other substitute teacher episodes. Dave Grohl? Yeah. We could work on that. Maybe that should be a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if he did? There's some like rock stars out there that probably would just for the yeah. I, oh my god, he think... went on this obscure British podcast where these two weird siblings are like doing comedy. 
Um, I don't think Dave Grohl would enjoy being on our podcast because I would only want to talk about the handful of Nirvana songs I like, and I think you'd probably only want to talk about Tenacious D. So, <laughs> was he in Tenacious D? Produced it. Did he? No. Yeah. Um, no. Also, Foo Fighters. he. You know, Foo in the um, would be my era. You know, in the video for um, Tribute. Yeah. Um, Dave Grohl is the devil in the uh. video. Whip crack when his whippy tail. And the beast was done. Right, Ron, we need to do this register now because you promised that people that joined the Patreon last week would jump to the head of the register. Why are you doing Old Lang It just felt like the kind of grandiose song that we need for the register of heroes. Yeah, so listen, if you're a patron and you want to know who else got you over the line and got you that comedy episode two bloody weeks early, here you go. First up, these are in order that people signed up in. So countdown of legends um, from, well, kind of a a bell curve of legends because, you know, some people got an early for an early rush and then some people just cinched the deal. Okay. And there are two other patrons that won't be mentioned today because they joined post 50 and we're we're thrilled that you're here. Back of the queue. (laughs) (laughs) You're just hiding in the basement with the other hostages. So first up, we have Lizzie Johns, who is the woman that keeps rolling balls down hills and destroying Laura's life. Then we've got Robert Baker. He hides in the shrubbery in malls, watching women laugh at each other for science. (laughs) Andrew Payne, who was marooned on an island after a plane crash on his way to Lex Education HQ. Luckily, he escaped the rat-infested hell on the back of a tiny flying reindeer. Penny Stevens, who just loves to spend her time driving in a completely straight line between Taunton and Brighton, just to prove that it's possible. We have Uninvited Cat, founder of a rival gang of lab cats that have a Tom and Jerry-esque relationship with the lab rats. Can be found putting whole fish in their mouths and just pulling the bones out and getting beaten with a broom by a woman who you can only see her legs. Are you all right when you wrote this? Yeah, you know, like in Tom and Jerry, and then they, like, you just see her knees, and then she like jumps on a stool. Yeah, Tom. let's keep this for evidence for the trial. We've got Abigail Rushby, Laura's gel pen dealer. She has a trench coat that is heaving with gel pens. Promises they didn't fall off a truck, Governor, but they do smell like Marmite. We have Marie Still, who has an adorable bakery near Lex Education HQ, where she toils day and night to make Laura's <laughs> lunch hoops before Laura gets up. And Brian Fardy. Hello, Brian. You used to have a nice log cabin in Laura's swamp brain before Laura turfed him out. But he went on to save a princess and now has a good life and a pet donkey. Neil Beatty, who won the Lex Education School talent show with his rap rock trio, the Beatty Boys, and their original You Have the Right to Fight for Lex Education. You Have the Right to Fight is a very different song to You Have to Fight for Your Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's much more polite and less education. It is. Uh, David Lack, a.k.a. the Raggedy Hunter, tackles rogue raggedies to the ground saying things like, this one's a beauty and crikey, and nobody pulls off tan shorts like him. 
We have Ben Coulson, who runs the backstage at the Book of Moron, responsible for smooth set changes, handing Laura all of the different notebooks she needs to remember her bits, and corralling the sad boys in the sad boy choir. And then finally, the man himself, the lab rat king. No, not a bunch of rats whose tails are shitted together with poo. The lord of fab, king of the lab, the best tube, the better than the rest test tube. The Bunsen burner, wanton learner, beaker squeaker, never been a leaker, teacher's pet and top set, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Lee Lambert! The big five-o! Lee, 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 Lee. <laughs> so thank you so much for all joining last week. <laughs> it's <laughs> we- hard to do a raucous sort of crowd with just two of us uh, with a time delay as well. Yeah, it's, it's not the strongest. But- I'm in the noisy chair, though. That's oh, making noise. Well, that's going to be fun for the rest of the already broken episode and another one. Oh, God, I hate you. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you very, very much. And... Um, We'll see you next week for biology. Bye. Class dismissed. <laughs>